Welcome to Today in the Word with Pastor Bob Larson of Calvary Chapel Caldwell. Pastor Bob will be with us in just a few minutes, but first we'd like to let you know that Calvary Chapel is located on the corner of 10th and Everett, across from the library in downtown Caldwell. We have two Sunday morning services at 9.30 and 11.30. If you prefer Saturday nights, we have a Saturday night service at 7 p.m. We also have a midweek service Wednesday night at 7 p.m. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. on ABC Channel 6.1. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truths in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. Hebrews 11 says this, Without faith it's impossible to please Him, for he who comes to God must believe that He is and that He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. Do you believe that God is going to reward you for diligently seeking Him? I do, right? Not because I deserve it, not because I earned it, but because His Word says it, right? That we need to walk by faith. We need to trust that God's going to do His thing. Now, it could be easy to be depressed and overwhelmed with all the bad news. God's going to be with you, but our part is to seek him and to have a personal relationship with him, right? And so Paul's saying it's going to be difficult. Verse 10, he said, who delivered us from so great a death and does deliver us in whom we trust that he still delivers us. So Paul says, look, God's delivered us past, present, future. He did deliver us. He's delivering us right now, and he's going to deliver us in the future. And that's how we need to see our lives. We live in a crazy world, and, you know, it's good to... Write down the things that God has brought you through, right? Uh, our leadership team here at church is going through a book about spiritual disciplines. And this, this week, we're talking about journaling, about writing things down. And to write down, when, when you face a big trial, you, you need to get a thing in your phone that just write whatever you call it. Uh, I don't know what you would call it. But whenever you're facing a big trial, you pray. And you need to write down, almost went bankrupt, prayed. God worked it out, didn't go bankrupt, right? And, and I have journals that I wrote 25 years ago, and I get them out, and I read it, and it's like, prayed, should I marry Susie? I don't know. And then, I, you know, here I look about it, 38 years later, I could get a pen and write in there, God said yes, and man, that was good, <laughs> right? I mean, but here's the thing. It's good to write it down because the world is just giving you bad news all day, every day, and you need to be reminded of how God has always been on your side, always delivered you, right? And a lot of Christians forget how God's delivered them. We forget all the good and think about the bad, right? But here's the truth. God is always faithful to you, and God has always been faithful to me, and he's faithful to us right now, and he's going to continue to be faithful with us in the future. In 2 Thessalonians 3, 3, it says, the Lord is faithful who will, who will establish you and guard you from the evil one. I love that, right? God is going to be with you. And so that just gives you peace. Verse 11, you also helping together in prayer for us that thanks be given by many persons on behalf uh, for the gift granted to us through many. In other words, Paul's thanking them for praying for them. Paul recognizes that he needed prayer. And, you know, he asked other people to pray for him. He's probably one of the most spiritual people in the history of Christianity. And yet he asked people to pray for him. And I would ask you, do you have people pray for you, right? Or do you think I don't need prayer? I ask people to pray for me all the time. In Colossians 4, uh, verse 2, he said, continue earnestly in prayer, be vigilant in it with thanksgiving. Meanwhile, pray also for us that God would open us a door for the word to speak the mystery of Christ for which I am also in chains. So Paul's saying, pray for me that I could share the gospel. And I would say to all of you, 
Do you ask people to pray for you so that you could be a bold witness at work, at school, wherever, in your neighborhood, to your family, right? Uh, when you go on vacation this summer with people, right? Do you pray to be a witness? And uh, do you ask people to pray for you? That should be part of your normal Christian life, right? And every service here, we have an opportunity for people to be prayed for. If you need prayer, right, you need to come on down. We'd love to pray with you. And, and then, as we always say, if you want to take your prayer life to the next level, if you're like, well, I would love to pray better, and I would love to go to the next level in my prayer, but I don't know how, Pastor Bob. Okay, I'm going to tell you right now. Ready? We're having fasting and prayer, May 2nd. You want to go to the next level, then you come on Tuesday night into the coffee shop, and we're going to be in there praying, right? And, and we fast, and we pray, and it's awesome. And we do it every month, right? And so you could come to it. Uh, and, and really, it's not that difficult. The enemy wants to tell you, oh, it's so difficult. I can't pray with those people. I, whatever, I can't. You could do it, right? I mean, you, you just need to say, I want to do it, right? And so if you're here tonight, and you're thinking, man, I need somebody to pray for me. Well, we're going to give you an opportunity in a few minutes. When we end the service, hey, you can come up. We pray for you, right? Paul asked him, pray for me. And I would ask you right now, pray for me. When you guys pray for your meals at breakfast, lunch, and dinner, I want you to throw in there and pray for Pastor Bob. He, he needs it, <laughs> right? You should have heard him last Wednesday, God. I mean, he needed help. Verse 12, for our boasting is this, the testimony of our conscience that we conduct ourselves in the world in simplicity with godly sincerity, not with fleshly wisdom, but by the grace of God and more abundantly towards you. Now, I love this because Paul describes the way he lived, and notice it says, with simplicity and sincerity. Now, the word sincere that we have in the English language, uh, it's a Latin word that came from siniseri, which means without wax. And, and you probably heard this before, but in those days, you know, they would make statues out of marble or whatever. And so if the guy making the statue was going to be worth a lot of money, if he accidentally, like, made a mistake and chopped the guy's nose off, you know, the hammer slips, bam, then they could mix wax with some marble and put it back on and then sell it for a lot of money. And nobody knew that it was broke until the hot summer days come and you come home from work and, you know, the nose melted off the face of your statue, right? And you couldn't take it back because there was no statute of limitation, right? Uh, <laughs> so the word sincerity means without wax, right? So it wasn't mixed with some, you know, wax. And, you know, we have this buzzword we hear, I, you know, as a pastor, I hear people saying at church and hear pastors saying it, you know, uh, and we need to be authentic. And it's like, I was asking our staff today, when have you ever said to somebody, do you know that I'm authentic? It's like, it seems so fake, right? If you're sincere and you're authentic, you don't need to tell somebody, they can tell, right? Everybody can tell fake people, <laughs> except for the fake people who are pretending to be fake people. They don't know that everybody can tell, right? Anyway, but really what Paul's saying, he's saying, I lived in sim simplicity with sincerity. He's saying, what you see is what you get. He's saying, how I act at church at work, at home, it's the same. How I act at the Corinthian church, right? Sincerity means that you can have the heat turned up in your life and you're not going to have a meltdown. Your nose isn't going to melt off, right? I mean, and, and that really is what Paul is talking about. Paul didn't pretend to be somebody that he's not, right? And, and all of us are in a different place in our spiritual journey and we need to acknowledge where we're at and then say, yeah, God wants me to keep moving forward, to keep growing in sincerity, not being fake, and, and that's what I love about, you know, Calvary Chapel style of churches, that it's just God's word, the truth. We don't pretend to be somebody we're not. Verse 13, for we are not writing any other things to you than what 
you read or understand. Now I trust you will understand even to the end, right? So Paul is saying, I'm not trying to write some cryptic code. He said, I'm, I'm not trying to have any hidden meaning. I'm just telling you straightforward. Verse 14, as also you have understood in, in part that we are your boast as you also are ours. In the day of the Lord Jesus and in this confidence, I intend to come to you before uh, that you might have a second benefit. So he said, look, there were people who were criticizing Paul because he said, hey, I wanted to come there uh, to see you. But they said, you didn't come, right? So you're not reliable. Now, remember, in those days, you couldn't just call up an Uber. I mean, you know, there were no cars. Uh, I mean, you, you know, it was hard to travel around the world. And so uh, they were saying, look, Paul, you're flaked because you said you were going to come. You didn't come. Verse 16, to pass by you uh, to Macedonia, to come again from Macedonia to you <coughs> and by help uh, and be helped by you on my way to Judea. So that was Paul's plan to come visit the church in Corinth again. And he, and he wrote that with sincerity. But, you know, in those days, things weren't as easy as they are now. You just get on a plane and fly somewhere. And so verse 17, therefore, when I was planning this, uh, did I do it lightly? Or the things I planned, do I plan according to the flesh? That with me, there should be yes, yes, and no, no. But as God is faithful, our word to you was not yes and no. So as there were people in the Corinthian church saying, Paul's a flake, trying to discredit him because he said he was going to come, but he didn't come. Uh, the truth is that he said in 1 Corinthians 16, 7, uh, for I do not wish to see you now on the way, but I hope to stay for a while if the Lord permits. And that's what we all need to say. I'm going to do this if the Lord wills. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow or next week or next year, right? And James said that. Don't say we're going to do this and do that. We need to say if the Lord wills, right? Because things don't always go the way we plan. And that's just part of life. Verse 19, so for the Son of God, Jesus, uh, Jesus Christ, who was preached among you by us, by me, Silvanus and Timothy, was not yes and no, but in him was yes. For all the promises of God in him are yes and in him amen to the glory of God through us. Now, he who establishes us with you in Christ has anointed us in God who has, uh, has sealed us and given us the Spirit in our hearts as a guarantee. So uh, Paul's saying that the Holy Spirit is a guarantee, right? That God's going to continue the work that he's begun in us. He sealed us with the Holy Spirit. Verse 23, moreover, I call God as a witness against my soul that to spare you, I came no more to Corinth. So uh, Paul was saying that, you know, it's good that God altered my plans because I didn't want to come, you know, in a corrective manner. In the first Corinthians, he was rebuking them because they were doing a lot of things they shouldn't do. Verse 24, not that we have dominion over your faith, but our fellow workers for your joy, for by faith you stand. So Paul uh, you know, didn't want to come in correction in the second time. He says, I wanted to come for your joy, that you could experience joy in your relationship with God. And it's important for us to realize that as a Christian, God wants you to have joy. Now, you're going to have trial, but as we read in Psalm 1611, in your presence is the fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. And that is such an important part of the Christian life, to spend time alone with the Lord, right, and, and in his presence, experience his peace, his comfort. And so we're going to give you an opportunity. If you need prayer tonight, uh, we're going to give you an opportunity. We'd love to pray for you, pray with you. If you've never accepted Jesus, we'd love to give you an opportunity to invite him in your life. So let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your word tonight. 
And Lord, we are so thankful that you love us and Lord, that you care about us and that you comfort us. And in this crazy world where all we hear is bad news all day, every day about how terrible everything is, Lord, that you love us and that you've put us in the best country in the history of the world. Lord, we get to live in the best state. We get to experience, Lord, such goodness because of you. And so, Lord, help us to be reminded of your faithfulness and your goodness in our lives. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. We'd like to share with you a couple of things that are going on here at Calvary Chapel. Calvary Chapel Caldwell is now hiring full-time and part-time positions for our exciting Calvary Kids Learning Center. If you enjoy working with children from newborn through kindergarten, please give us a call at 453-9653. Positions are Monday through Friday with our availability to fit your schedule. To learn more about these exciting opportunities, please call 453-9653. We look forward to meeting with you. Calvary Chapel Caldwell would like to invite you to our Saturday night service at 7 p.m. This is an alternative for those who cannot make it to our Sunday morning services. Like us on Facebook at Calvary Chapel Caldwell or check out our website at calvarycaldwell.com. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. on the CW channel 2.2. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truth in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. If you would like a copy of Pastor Bob's message today in its entirety, you can call us at 208-453-9653 during the hours of 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. If you're not currently attending a church and are in the Caldwell area, we'd like to invite you to one of our services. We're located on the corner of 10th and Everett, right across from the library in downtown Caldwell. You can also visit us on the web at calvarycaldwell.com. If Today in the Word is ministered to you, and you would like to support this radio outreach ministry, we encourage you to pray for us. You can also partner with us financially. Simply visit calvarycaldwell.com to make a donation. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. May the Lord bless you, and may you have a great day. Today is the day you will